Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado and hope everyone is enjoying a very Merry Christmas with your friends and family and hope you have a safe, safe holiday season, but Merry Christmas and uh, certainly Happy New Year and we can discuss that next week. But we're going to kick things off today on our Christmas show here with Austin Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle. Austin, how are you, sir? Doing great. Merry Christmas to you, Scott. Hey, Merry Christmas to you as well. And hey, speaking of Christmas, maybe some folks want to get down there next week and maybe they got some cash or some, you know, Visa gift cards or something. Hey, I'm sure you'll take those at Discount Fishing Tackle. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, we'd love to do it. Absolutely. All right. Good deal. Well, man, kind of recap the, the year a little bit, maybe. Let's just reflect on the year and what it's been like. I mean, we know what life has been like, which has been a mess a little bit with all the things still going on with COVID and all the junk. But uh, uh, just from a fishing standpoint, overall, how was the year? You know, pretty solid year. And, and as usual, uh, us anglers, especially ones that have lived here a long time, have a tendency to think what weather is supposed to be doing and think to, to that how the fish are going to be reacting but this fall has been a curveball as we see from time to time so right now we're as as everyone realizes seeing a really warm trend still finally starting to get some some snow and cold up in the mountains but when it comes to ice fishing we are not seeing the amount of ice that we would normally be seeing right now where we're a couple three weeks late here all of a sudden but finally right now we're starting to get decent what i would consider safe ice in a variety of different areas okay all right now um also like i say you're starting to get some uh, equipment in and different things like that so let's kind of start out for maybe the person that wants to say hey i want to get into this what are those primary necessary tools that you would recommend well big thing to be starting and thinking about right now is whether you're a beginner or, or an expert angler is, is finding somewhere that has safe ice and safe ice uh, in my opinion is is greater than four inches of ice of good solid clear ice and the thing that we've been fighting this year has been not only the warmer temperatures but also the heavy wind up in the mountains places like south park and north park which have good places for early season ice have been experiencing giant wind gusts and been breaking up that ice quite a bit but it's finally starting to, to materialize but looking early season like this for generally shallower lakes uh, high plains, general to higher elevation stuff. So Terriol and Terriol, 11 mile finally now has gotten to be okay. And then in places like North Park at Lake John and Delaney Butte, all are worthwhile early season locations. And also we're seeing Evergreen uh, starting to get some good ice too. So if you're a beginner mm. that just wants to go out and catch a few fish, Evergreen might be a decent spot. So uh, I'm looking to, to try and get out for these trout in what the, the main species they're looking for right now, but I'm looking for 12 feet of water uh, out to about 16 feet of water a lot of times. Sometimes you can slide a little bit shallower, but finding edges of weed lines are going to be a critical element, and whether you're a beginning or uh, an expert angler, those edges of weed lines uh, really get those fish to move along those areas. But the one nice thing about ice fishing, even as a beginning ice fisherman, is it doesn't cost very much money. So just a, a light, cheap combo in the realm of, under $40, a hand auger and a handful of jigs is really all you're going to need. But smaller jigs, uh, brighter colors early in the season, pinks and oranges always are worthwhile. Rat pinkies are some of my favorites for really any any skill-level angler. But tipping one of those guys with a millworm or a waxworm and positioning it uh, anywhere from six inches to about a foot and a half up off the bottom uh, is going to be a good place to be. Right. Again, Austin Parr is with us. Discount Fishing Tackle is the store. They're located 2645 South Santa Fe. Um, so let's say people want to go out to a body of water. They have no idea the depths, whatever. What what can they buy from you to use, I guess, when they you know want to check out the depth? Uh, they just get out there on the ice and they drill their hole, and then they're trying to figure out, I have no idea how deep I am. How do they figure that out? Yeah. Well, you certainly have the opportunity to have a sonar. That's a little bit higher level uh, piece of equipment, but not only does the sonar show you the depth, but it also shows you right where your jig is 
and if any fish are in the area, uh, which is a big game changer. We like Vexlar units sure. a lot. Uh, those guys are always good. But the, the most rudimentary place to be is uh, to use what's called a depth finder weight. It has a little alligator clip on it. You clip it on your jig, drop it down until you hit bottom, and then literally just back up until it comes up out of the hole. So it's not very hard to figure out your depth right there, and uh, making sure you're in the correct depth is going to be important. Now, the other thing that I always make mention of is during ice fishing, particularly early season like this when we're dealing with rainbows and browns and your, your standard trout species, it can be some of the best numbers of fish per trip out of the entire year. And if you are not getting hmm. bit quickly, move. I, I am always, if I'm not seeing fish, I am, I am out of there. So that's something that I'll tell folks. But a couple of other tips uh, when you're uh, out there on the ice for the first time or even a, a more experienced angler, for one, making sure your line is straight is a critical element. Uh, with your fishing monofilament or fluorocarbon, both of those lines have a tendency to have a bit of memory, and they'll have coil to the line. When you're in shallow water, it doesn't take much effort to just grab the line and give it a stretch. Make sure it's perfectly straight. It's critical. The, the bites are so light that if you have any type of that memory in your line, that it will absorb any of that bite. You can't see it on your rod. You can't wow. feel it. Okay. Secondarily, I use what's called a spring bobber, and it's a little light wire tip that can be easily taped to the end of any existing ice rod. And it's so soft and sensitive that you can pick up on even the lightest of bites. So just a light little tick is all you need to see to set that hook and catch those fish. So those are another couple of elements as well that I like to tell people. But then finally, making sure that your jig is sitting perfectly flat and parallel to the bottom is another thing that I like a lot. If it's perpendicular and sitting straight up and down to the bottom, it fish just will ignore it. So if it's sitting flat and you have that spring bobber and you have a tight, straight line, all of those things will help to add fish uh, for any individual out there on the water. Okay, great. Now, as far as kind of a, a shelter kind of deal, walk us through a couple of options if people want to, you know, uh, have some protection around them. And do you recommend that for most of the time? <laughs> It just depends upon the specific day. One thing that a shelter does do, besides uh, providing additional warmth from the elements, is to allow you to sight fish. A lot of these mountain lakes are very clear, and we're fishing in shallow enough water that you can physically see the fish like an aquarium underneath you when you eliminate that exterior light. Wow. So that is a really nice place to be. One thing that I recommend is if you do not have a snowmobile and you're just walking out there on the ice, I tend to stay away from the flip-up style shelters that have a bench seat in them. Uh, they seem convenient, they seem great, but they are extra heavy and they turn into almost a snowplow needing to be drug across the ice with your manpower. So that's always tough. I personally like to incorporate a pop-up style shelter uh, and then put that in a jet sled, uh, which pulls much better along the ice. But those pop-up shelters with the stakes uh, are my personal favorite. And then there's all sorts of different sizes. There's insulated and non-insulated uh, I don't really see much of a need in this type of a climate for insulated. Even in the coldest of temperatures, you can throw a heater in in the non-insulated shelters and be just fine. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, all the insulated does really is, is add additional weight to your shelters, so I fish on insulated a lot. But uh, the shelter is nice, but I do find myself, if I'm not sight fishing, I will not use the shelter if I have the right gear. And as you and I both know, the, the appropriate uh, <laughs> clothing is always going to be making or breaking your hunting or fishing trip. So if you have the right gear out there, uh, the shelter is not always 100% needed, but can be nice. Right, and that's something, again, that we've talked about, the, the knowledge of your staff, somebody coming in wanting to get in this. I mean, you guys can walk through all that different gear that they uh, that they need, but at least you can walk them through and educate them on it. Yeah, that's that's the, the, the key element that we have down there over the big box stores is all of us can provide you with uh, great advice, not only with uh, the big selection as well. So. Uh, if you're looking to have any questions on any of this, whether it be a shelter or the appropriate rod combo or even just where to go, we can be of assistance. Once again, it's Discount Fishing Tackle, 2645 South Santa Fe. The number is 303-698-2550. Any tips if you're going to be taking kids out maybe for the first time? Um, boy, because, you know, I've known some people that I've talked to, and whether it's hunting, fishing, whatever, all they have is one horror story where they went out, nothing, froze to death, whatever, and don't want any part of it again. So that's number one. Make sure that they're comfortable with the elements just yeah. like for us, right? Yeah, and that's where the shelter comes in. With kids, I really advocate the shelter not only for the additional warmth, but 
you can really get them excited if you're in a shallow clear lake and see the fish underneath you that's that's exciting in itself and you can see how the fish are reacting to your jig you can raise it you can lower it and i've found kids to just be super enamored uh with that particular uh thing and that's that's always something i like to recommend but then secondarily just go to a lake that you're going to be catching a lot of fish at instead of maybe going to antero or 11 mile which can be a little bit tougher but produce bigger fish maybe instead go to a, a place like staunton state park or uh, evergreen lake georgetown or Terryall, places that have a good supply of smaller stock trout to keep them busy uh, it may not quite be as as appealing to an adult angler that's experienced to go catch a bunch of small stockers but to, to a kid any fish is is a good fish so i like to keep them busy uh, be able to see those fish down there and catch a lot so that's always my my recommendation right there sure walk us through just maybe a few pieces of safety equipment you know because man that, that's the the biggest bummer and it, it seems to happen every year uh where you know somebody falls through the ice and kind of maybe walk us through what to immediately try to do and not do maybe maybe more yeah. important uh kind of walk us through some of the safety tips well right now it's been kind of interesting because we've been talking about ice thickness here at places like Ontario and Terriol or Antero and Terriol here uh at Christmas Day uh, which is wild because normally we're seeing almost two feet of ice by this point in a lot of those places. But right now, the ice, particularly this year, has been very unstable, and I certainly recommend, first off, to have a spud bar. A uh, spud bar is a heavy bar that you're physically hitting the ice with in front of you as you go, and it really allows you to check changing ice conditions. And a lot of times it's more important on the front-range ice because of the change in temperatures, but now in the mountains it's been uh, interesting to have to see that as well. But I'm always doing that. I always have a spud bar with me, and I'm working my way out to make sure I'm, I'm, uh, I'm safe. I also don't advocate at all looking out on the ice and just assuming that because there is someone else on the ice that it is safe. I sell plenty of gear to folks that are pushing it way more than I would. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so don't just assume that someone is out there, uh, that, it, that it's just safe. But I also carry a rope with me just in case. Go with a buddy, especially if you're on any kind of uh, marginal ice at all. But having a rope to be able to throw to someone is, is also uh, a big key. And then finally, I, uh, if there's the ice is, is at all questionable, I have uh, safety spikes around my neck. And it allows you to physically drive a spike into the ice by hand and pull yourself out if you were to fall in. So that can help to save your life because you don't have the strength to push up on the ice. But if you can hit it and pull back, it allows you to pop right up onto the ice. And then you also nowadays have the ability to purchase things like a float suit. So it's a physical uh, coat and bib combination that is providing a large degree of flotation. So if you were to fall in, the entire thing floats you up and then gives you a better ability to actually get back out of the ice again. Gotcha. And a lot of times people love to, and we all do, love to take our dog with us too. So you got to be careful with that too, right? Yeah. And I mean, as far as with that too, I, I have my Labrador that we go out hunting and fishing with all the time. And a lot of times I like to try and make sure that there's a snow layer on the ice. Uh, having any kind of slick bare ice is tough on their feet for mm-hmm. sure. So I've uh, had issues with that before. So as long as there's a good snow layer on the ice, uh, having the dog out is definitely uh, an enjoyable experience. Right. Uh, real quick, I know you're busy, but uh, anything uh, kind of new coming in this first quarter to the shop there? So we're starting to, to see some good inventory right now still from ice fishing. We've got all the jaw jacker products in now. Those have been a long time coming. It uh, sounds like we're going to be seeing a lot of Eskimo and Ion products, which involve augers and shelters here over the next uh, week or so. So excited for that, definitely. And then we do have a variety of the new uh, 2022 St. Croix rods. So those guys are going to be the open water options. But those uh, involve the new Icon series with all kinds of walleye-specific sizes. There's a new bass series. Uh, the, the, the new Bass X rods are really, really nice. And then we're definitely anticipating a new launch from St. Croix on their higher-end Legend Tournament Bass series rods. It's going to come out of the Bassmaster Classic here uh, in about two months. So we'll be having those as they come in. Uh, but certainly seeing good inventory on rods right now and have a lot of reels in, too. So we'll see what the, the new year brings as far as product shortages but right now we're doing all right all right good deal well austin as always man it's hard to believe the number of years we've been doing this but man thank you so much and uh man continued good success there to discount fishing tackle and uh once again merry christmas to you your wife and and kiddos hey 
two of them now, man. Two of them. <laughs> so, Crazy. It is, for sure. But, man, we do appreciate it so much. Hey, get by, get by Discount Fishing Tackle, 2645 South Santa Fe. Uh, Austin is there a lot of the time. Sometimes he's out uh, hunting and fishing as well. But, hey, if you get in the store, uh, just ask for him. Tell him hello. Tell him you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado. And I'm telling you, this is a store that can help you out. They'll spend time with you make sure they get you the right gear. Again, it's located at 2645 South Santa Fe. The number is 303-698-2550. So, Austin, once again, Merry Christmas, sir. And we will talk to you after the first of the year. Scott, I thank you so much for it, and uh, you have a Merry Christmas as well. All right. Thank you so much. That is Austin Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle. And by the way, Austin does guided trips as well, and you can reach Austin directly if you're interested in any kind of guided trip at 303-514-5546. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We'll take a quick break and be back with more right after this. KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. KLZ's personal injury attorney continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Almost 20 years ago, we chose Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center for our pet's care, and it was one of the best decisions we've made. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and I know this is one of the busiest times of the year for all of us, but don't forget your pets. They still need their checkups, and preventative care is the best thing you can do for your pet's overall health. Whether your pet is new to the family or has been a family member for many years, regular checkups are key to caring for your pet's health. Depending on their age, your preventative care visit may involve other concerns, including vaccinations, diet and weight management, microchipping, medications, spaying and neutering, house training, and behavior. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, their goal is to take the time to get to know your pet and address any questions or concerns you may have about their care. And don't forget, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has all your pet's needs covered dentistry, dermatology, eye care, orthopedic care, pain management, along with full grooming and boarding and pet training services, all at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Call them today, 303-708-8050, and check out the great blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. This is Hal Van Herkey with Castlegate Knife and Tool. We are the largest specialty knife store in the Rockies, and we have been a family-owned and operated business since 2015. We're located just outside of Castle Rock, Colorado, and we are an easy drive from Denver and other surrounding areas. We proudly carry brands such as Microtech, White River, Medford, Heretic, Benchmade, Spartan, Kbor, and so much more. We also have a full room dedicated to all things camp and kitchen. Whatever your knife, blade, or tools might be, we have you covered. Check us out online at castlegate.com. Sign up for our newsletter and be sure to follow us on your favorite social platforms such as Facebook or Instagram. We are proud to be America's knife source. Be sure to stop by our store and check us out and bring your knife with you. We can sharpen just about any dull blade you might have. Until then, stay sharp and we look forward to seeing you at Castlegate Knife and Tool. Now's the time to save at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Here are just a few of the discounts you will find. All fishing gear and sleeping bags 30% off. All Sitka gear and packs, 25% off. Gun accessories, decoys, archery, selected optics, all 20% off. And if you've got some camping, hunting, fishing gear you want to turn into cash, take it to the Outdoorsman's Attic. Shop now, save now at the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hampton in Sheridan. Family owned and operated. Great gear, great service, all at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Wow, beautiful day here in the Mile High City. Hope you're enjoying it, but we want to thank you for listening and tuning in. Kevin Flesh in studio with us as well, and we're going to go to the phones and talk to our good friend Brett Elkman, Vale Valley Anglers. Brett, how are you, sir? I am great. Scott, thanks for having me back on the show. Man, you bet. You bet. I got Kevin Flesh here as well. And uh, Hey, Brett. So what's, hey, what, what's the weather like there? <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it unfortunate or not, but about 60 degrees and sunny. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, if you're not going to have a snowpack, I guess this isn't bad weather for some fly fishing, right? <laughs> it's definitely inviting for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Good deal. Well, Brett, I mean, we've had you on a couple of times, but uh, let's just kind of um, step back and take a look at all Vail Valley Anglers has to offer. So kind of tell us all about you guys. Yeah, we're uh, we're definitely uh, letting the dust settle right now. We had a crazy, crazy summer, really busy, and uh, you know the just the use and, and the sport itself is quadrupled. Um, and in, along that note, you know we specialize in float trips. Uh, we do weight trips, and then we have some specialty trips, two-handed for swinging uh, flies. We have uh, bike and fish, hike and fish. Um, Lake fishing, it's, it's just a, a really just a, a good thing. We have Tenkara, mouse fishing in the evening. Um, a lot of that goes away coming into the winter, but uh, all of our offerings were taken advantage of this summer. That's great. You know, this is kind of a transition time, certainly, for fly fishing and for what most people think of sort of the resource. But there's still some good opportunities, you know, coming into the early winter season, especially when you don't have a whole lot of cold weather. So. Talk to us about that. What uh, if folks want to get out and still enjoy the resources? What's what you're seeing and what's going on with with the trout? And are they done spawning? And and uh, what's the situation with the rivers? Yeah, no, um, you know this time of year is a, is actually a special time of year. It's generally when we get to go and fish yeah. after the crazy summer. Sure. <laughs> and one of the benefits is you don't tend not to see as many people out there. Um, under normal circumstances, there might be some snow on the ground but the rivers tend to still be open. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's just a great way to, to get out and be by yourself. Uh, you know, like we have to eat every day, the fish have to eat every day. So the opportunity is there. Um, in regards to the spawn, you know, this late you would think it'd be over, but a couple guys floated to Colorado the other day on one of the known creeks for spawning and said it was just stock full of fish. Really? Yeah. Particularly brown trout, uh, much to our surprise. So, you still got to be careful out there and, yep. and be respectful of the resource. Exactly, exactly. Well, the interesting thing this time of year, too, is the talking about the feeding windows and the times that you fish. You know, it, it's it's more banker's hours these these days. A little bit later in the day you can start, right? And and the, the windows short, shuts off a little earlier before sunset, I would assume. It, it does. There, you know, uh, there's that obvious time. We've all seen it when we fish, depending on how often you fish, where it just, boom, it just stops. Um you can still catch fish in the morning. Uh, however, I think, like you said, it, it's better to take advantage of the banker's hour. Let it warm up even just a little bit, even if it's 5 degrees or yep. whatever the case is. Let that morning fog come off the river uh, and then start your day that way. Uh, potentially, when the sun cracks, you know, um, it'll, it'll maybe elicit a little bit of a hatch. Uh, just the same, those guys that were out the other day were streamer fishing. They got out early. And um, he, and they reported that the streamer bite was incredible oh, right until away. their guides started to defrost. So you just, <laughs> you just never know. So. You don't. And and the hatches this time of year. Are you still are you seeing some midges or trichos or things like that? Or what what's the bug activity if you do have any any hatches? Yeah. Going off? Um, you know we've been blessed around here to, ha- to have a pretty decent midge hatch. Uh, some sporadic bluings here and there. But a, a pretty strong midge hatch down to size. I'm telling you, like 26, if Oof. you can even see that. Yeah, and 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 that, of course, uh, you know, they're 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 fic- they're finicky, they're picky. Yeah. Uh, but Frustrating got- is the word, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Brett Outman is our guest again. It's Vale Valley Anglers. Check out the website valevalleyanglers.com, and their number is nine seven zero nine two six zero nine hundred. So you do half day trips and full day options, right? Yes. Uh, in the wintertime, our, our offerings do uh, wind down, if you will. We have less offerings uh, due to the time constraints and the, and the sure. banker's hours that you were talking about. So we offer a full-day float 
um, given the amount of time we have to drive to access that resource. And then we do a half-day wait to try and capture that meat of the day, the hottest part of the day, if you will. And then we do ice fishing, which can be an all-day event, early or late. And, yeah, so tell us about the ice fishing opportunities that you have. Where is it that you normally will go, and what are the fish that you're trying to catch? Yep, uh, we, we're still targeting trout. Um, one of the, the reser, uh, reservoir stagecoach that we go to has uh, pike in it, and, of course, we'll catch those if we can. Um, you know, the, the sport in general has grown tremendously around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we're one of the only outfitters to offer it in this county, anyway, Eagle County. Um, and it's a great way to get young children and, and just taste in the winter. People need a break from skiing. Right. Uh, we also offer Sylvan Lake. And uh, if you're pressed for time and typically not our preference, Gypsum Ponds, just oh, yeah. because it's, it's right on the, uh, on the highway there. Sure. The Sylvan's kind of an interesting resource as well, I would imagine. You still have some good opportunities there through the ice to catch all kinds of different fish. I mean, there, there's it, different it, types of trout in that lake, right? There are. There are decent-sized brook trout, you know, around here, particularly in the mountains. You know, six inches of pretty decent fish, <laughs> and there are certainly bigger ones in there. And, uh, you know, they, it, it was shut for a little while. They, they restructured it, and they had that fire, right. and it just keeps getting kicked down. But I'll tell you, the, the fishery's really good. That lake that lake produces. Again, Brett Eckman is our guest, Bell Valley Angers, Kevin Flesh in studio with us as well. Now, you offer, I, I was looking at the website and just seeing some things, and we just want to bring up to let people think about corporate trips. This would be a great thing for corporate uh, companies to book with you. And you also do fly fishing school. So talk about that school. Yep. Um, what we've noticed is, particularly with COVID, a lot of new people moving to town. And uh, your, your basic typical trip is somebody, I don't have time, put me on fish, thank you, goodbye. Yeah. But we're seeing a lot more people that really want to learn the sport, and we offer the school for that reason. We'll maybe instead of spending five minutes teaching them how to cast, they'll spend half an hour. Uh, learn a little bit about entomology, where to stand in the river, why we're fishing, where we're fishing. And combining all of that, and then typically you break for lunch, and then you get to apply your skills, and it stays with you a lot longer. Um, it's just a great way to absorb the sport, and it goes at your pace, basically. So mm-hmm. it's just a really nice way um, to get a little bit of everything, not tying, rigging, everything. So what do people need to bring? They want to go on a float trip with you, let's say. What does the customer need to bring with them? Um, you know, uh, hat, sunglasses, um, we supply rod, reel, waiter, boot, uh, beverages on a full-day lunch, and flies. Um, so in the wintertime, we suggest hand warmers, toe warmers, depending on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your tolerance, to dress comfortably in layers. Um, if you are hungry on a, a, you know, bring some snacks, although some of the guys have them. Uh, but we'll pretty much take care of everything except for the license wow. and then the gratuity for the guide at their discretion. Of course, the guides uh, like to earn that. So. Sure, sure. Absolutely. And they always do. <laughs> Whether they get paid the gratuity or not, they always earn it. <laughs> they do. And if they don't, then they'll be talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you mentioned, you just mentioned uh, glasses and sunglasses. And, you know, that's something that people probably don't think about, especially during the, the summer months. Um, Polaroid sunglasses are so important to be using and, and, uh, talk a little bit about sort of what you like to see the customer bring and how that may enhance their, their experience with you. Even if they don't have all the other things that why the, you know, really good quality polarized sunglasses are important. Yeah, Kevin, you bring up a great point. Um, in fact, it may even be more important than the fishing rod itself. Um, uh, you know, the, the Eagle River is slippery, so it defines the river a little bit more. It mm-hmm. cuts the glare. You can see what you're walking on. Uh, we are fortunate enough out here to have very good sight casting opportunities, which allows you to see the fish that you're casting to and precisely place that fly in the right area and get it to eat. Um, again, polarized cuts the glare. And a lot of things that, that a lot of people don't think about, but us guides do because we've all been hooked in the ear and <laughs> face is protection. <laughs> yep. Uh, you really want to protect your eyes, and, and uh, you know it's just it's just a paramount um, to have a good set of polarized glasses. So, are you seeing? We're talking about the different types of trips. You talked about the Tenkara trips. Are you seeing some more people get interested in the Tenkara rods and, and trying that and 
really even whittling their fly fishing down to just a simple rod and line? You know, I, I think about three or four years ago, there was a really big push by the Tinkara industry um, and Patagonia, too. I think Yvonne Chouinard yeah. uh, fishes that type of way. You're not seeing that as much today. Okay. I think, um, at least I'm not in this area, uh, I think when you do, it's it's a, it's generally children. You know, it's easier. You don't yep. have to deal with the reel and everything. And so I see that. And then there are those few people that did catch on to it, and because we offer it, are are taking advantage of it. Yeah. Um, one of our guy, two of our guys love it, um, and uh, one of them's actually going to bring it to the Bahamas this spring. Really. To see about catching a bonefish or something. <laughs> so that should be interesting. But um, I think it. it just in my area and this shop in particular, it slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And how about you know the the other thing is sort of the Euro- European nymphing systems and things like that. Are you seeing many customers that are wanting to learn about that and wanting to understand why that may be effective in some situations versus your traditional you know your fly setup nymph or dry dry fly? Absolutely. And and whether it's marketing or, or buzz on the Instagram or the internet, I think that a lot of that audience that may have gone from Tankara is switching over to the Euronymph thing. Um, for better or worse, you know, it, it's it's somewhat become a numbers game in this sport, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we all go through it when we're new, and then, you know, we realize that it's about being out there. And I think that Euro uh, techniques have certainly made it easier to have a, a grand, you know, 50-fish day if you wanted. Um, and so we are seeing that aspect of the sport grow. We, are, we have guides that do it. I do it myself, actually, after making fun of it for a couple of years. <laughs> well, because <laughs> the guys make... next to you are catching fish. You're like, what are you doing, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I do it to mix it up, you know. Sure. And, um, uh, so I have seen that aspect of the sport grow. And, uh, it, you know, whether it is or is not, and you certainly can fish them conventionally uh, or, you know, normal fly fishing mm-hmm. uh, techniques. But the, the flies themselves on those jig hooks have lent, you know, the the sport and the awareness of the sport uh, has, that's helped push it as well. Well, it seems to me that there's a really pla- there's a place for it, especially when you're fishing. Let's say the Colorado, where you you realize you know you're not catching fish in the normal spots, and then you start catching fish in like deep trench areas or you know these areas that are flat but they're super deep, the eight feet or more, that sort of thing. Where the traditional method is difficult, right? And some of those jigs, they just they lend themselves to that application, don't you think? No, absolutely. And 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 being such a big river, you would think that uh, you know, and you'll learn this as you fish where to read and that. But yeah. being such a big river, you think it'd be harder in that respect. But you're right; they just lurk on that bottom, love that deep trench, and those flies are definitely and the the leaders and the and the lines themselves are designed to cut through the water and get down deep and right. quick. Right. Yeah. And that maybe is a good transition for this time of year too. Are you seeing fish moving right? I know we've had a warm fall, but are the are the fish? Are you seeing them move into the more wintering areas now in the river when the when you're doing their floats? We are, and um, we're starting to see a little bit more uh, lethargic responses from them. You know, yeah. you really got to put it in their face. You got to present it the right way. Uh, this time of year, I almost stress the need to to be stealth and have a perfect approach and, and even use yarn indicators just so that quiet aspect oh. doesn't spook them. Yeah. And, um, uh, but yes, I, I, yes, I am seeing that, um, for sure. They, they're definitely going to be sitting in the deeper channels, you know, the type of summer we have with the lack of water. Yeah. So it's not hard to find them, but on that note too, for the Euro style nymphing, I, I love it. it. I, you know, pickpocket, if you will, yeah. and I walk through. So, it's great for pocket water as well, huh. where they are standing up. So, so with the pocket water, when you're talking, especially the low flows this time of year, you're looking for those deeper holes. And is it a shorter swing then for the, the, the Euronymph? Um, it, it, it can be, yeah. you know, uh, because essentially you have to get a little closer to them. Yeah. Um, and so you, ha- you want to put it in there a little bit quicker and, and get it through there before they, they if you will, see you and you mm-hmm. want to start your, your cast. So, yes, that does apply. Um, you can get in and, and sneak around and behind some boulders and, and protect yourself that way, if you sure. will. Uh, but because of the limited space in the water, definitely will reduce that. Yeah. yeah. You were, go ahead, Scott. 
Again, Brett Elkman, if you're just joining us with us, Bell Valley Anglers, bellvalleyanglers.com. And um, they're located at 97 Main Street in Edwards. And, man, super nice shop. they got great gear in there. And, uh, boy, nice as dog. you can tell. Yeah, nice dog. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I guarantee you these guys know, know what they're doing there. So, Brett, we were, you were talking about indicators. I, I don't know. I've got some feed that I get every once in a while, and there's this new strike indicator. I don't, I don't know if you've seen them, but they're basically sort of a twist on where the line goes through the center of the indicator. And, it's it, you know, it's not like your normal uh, thingamabob or something like that where it pinches it, but it sort of sits and you tighten it down. Have you seen that new strike indicator that's out there? Yeah, it's actually um, all the rage right now. There's a lot of buzz. Yeah. Uh, people call us from... Believe it or not, different states. You really? Have them. We'll ship them. Yeah, it's called the Oros. O R O S. Yeah. Have you and, used it? Um, I have, and I've found it to be um, not only float better and hold up, but because the the leader goes through the middle of the indicator as opposed to the outside, that it it casts nicer and yeah. cuts through the air better and presents nicer. And the beauty of that is, you know, I'm getting up there in age and uh so my eyes don't work quite as well as i'd like it to but this one allows you to mix and match colors you can break them in half and buy an orange and a pink and then switch them up and and uh for me that i can really see better that way who'd ever think that you'd be talking about strike indicators at some point and you know what the differences are but when you start talking about that technology it's just i saw it on youtube or something and i was like wow that makes a lot of sense why hadn't we thought of that before you know exactly Um, the million dollar idea they're staring at you every day exactly exactly especially because your line is centered then and i would imagine it probably doesn't make as much noise when it when it hits the water either correct um we got them in we were waiting to get them in and our guides took them out that day and so far um the the feedback's been positive they're uh, you know, you wouldn't think it'd be that different, but it, it, it makes a difference. Yeah. And I'm not knocking the other ones that are out no, there. No, 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 yeah. Um, they all have their place and time, but this seems to be the right way to go. And, huh. um, you know, again, in, in the wintertime, I, I, they do make three sizes, small, medium, large, but I even like to be, depending on the water I'm at, like the Eagle versus Gore Creek, for example. Yeah. I like to have yarn on Gore Creek because it's such a small creek. Right. Every little advantage you could take, and I, and I do feel that that is an advantage. Uh, just as simple as the indicator, like you pointed out, um, I like to use yarn, but on those bigger rivers, that new Oros is great. Huh. Very well, interesting. Last question for you. I know you're in the store, and we appreciate your time, but uh, maybe a little fishing report around you guys and some of the waters you fish on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so everything's open right now. Gore Creek, Eagle River, Colorado, Roaring Fork. Um, Piney is probably shut down right now, particularly getting up there. Um, Upper Colorado from State Bridge up. Probably want to avoid that. There's very little sun. Eventually, it's going to freeze over. Right. Um, better fishing's been down below State Bridge and even further down below Dot Cerro. Hmm. Um, again, we've been blessed or, or cursed with this weather, so it's all open and fishing well. We are expecting snow this week, thank God. Yes. Um, and so that you know, I find in my experience that the oncoming storm and potentially even during the storm fishes really well. Usually, the day after, and the barometric pressure change and everything, it slows down a little bit. Fish can still be had, um, and so the conditions right now are great. Um, tiny and shiny is kind of the way to go right now. I like to lead with maybe one of those Euro-style jigs mm-hmm. as my weight, keep it clean, less uh, less things on the line, and then down to a Chocolate Thunder, RS2, Juju Beta, Zebra Midge is, is always a staple. Yep. Um, on top, a Match Midge, Para Atoms, and we're talking in the, you know, 18 Small. at the largest down to 26. Yeah. Hmm. And bring your magnifying glasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your readers for sure. 26, that's just that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Those and, are so small. The, the size of the fish that you can catch on those I know. That's the, that's blows the fun me away part. every day. Really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, Kevin and I, we're looking forward to our trip in April with you. And I don't know, man, talking about this ice fishing, I was told Kevin, I go, Yeah, Scott's need, jonesing to, for we, some we ice need fishing. To try that. <laughs> yeah. so. I, I, I'm looking forward to you guys as well. And if you want to try the ice fishing, give it give it to at least the end of December. Yeah. The yeah. Right now. But I grew up in Miami. I'm a sunshine boy, and I tried it a few years ago, and I had a ball. Yeah. Really? It, okay. It, it is right. what it is. Uh, <laughs> some of the guys have cameras. You can watch the fish. Yeah. But. If you if you know what you're doing and you take it for what it is, it's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, and yeah. it can be very very uh, productive. And it's beautiful. I mean, because normally there's it nobody, 
you know, fishing around you. You got the lakes to yourself. Yeah. My first day we were on stagecoach, it was minus four. Ooh. It was freezing. It went up to 23, and we were outside in T-shirts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, so cool. It's great. 970 com, And, again, you can go right to their website. A lot of great information uh, about all that they offer that Brett talked about, as well as fishing reports, flows, uh, some of the stream flows as well. And, uh, man. We are looking forward to it, Brett. So, hey, bud, I know it's busy on a Saturday. We appreciate your time, and uh, we'll be in touch with you real quick. Yeah, Scott, Kevin, thank you, man. Thanks, Brett. Always great to talk to you guys. You too. Happy holidays. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Brett Elkman, again, Vail Valley Anglers. So, Kevin, one thing I was thinking about, with all the different species of fish here, Mm -hmm. a lot of laws and rules. Yeah. So, people that maybe have moved here and maybe they're trying to get into fish, How's what's the best way for them to learn about all the different limits and sizes of what yeah. you can keep, what you can't? <laughs> I mean, the easy the easy thing, you know, Colorado is really thought of as a trout, for the most part, trout destination, right? So um, most of the time in most of the places that you're going to go that, that people come to the, the state to fish, it's probably most of the time you assume that you really can't keep any fish. Um, mm. Or it's very limited, two or three fish a day. I mean, and so it's not like you know going to the Midwest or upper <laughs> to Canada where you're you're bringing home all kinds of flays. Mm. You certainly can, but trout don't they don't really freeze very well. So you you catch maybe a couple for a meal and then you move on. But obviously the the um, the, C- the CDW has its own you know all of the things relating to the website and all right. the rules and regulations relating to that. Um, you know, you certainly get into the, you can certainly talk to the guides and the, you know, much like bread or there's so many different shops around, depending upon where you're fishing, go in and talk with them about the resources and where maybe that you should go and what the limits may be relating to those sorts Mm -hmm. of things. But the majority of the folks that end up, uh, fishing in Colorado relating to the trout, generally speaking, they'll keep a fish here or there. So you really are pretty, you may have to be a little careful, but not a big deal about that. I think the bigger thing, and, and the thing that we touched on briefly um, this time of year, is the spawning of the fish and watching out for those reds. Um, so when people talk about reds, not a, not our buddy Red, but because <laughs> you know he's not all over. But but well, the important thing is that these fish are doing what they need to do to reproduce, so that we right. can have more of these wonderful resources. And the idea is is that if you're walking through sort of the area of the river and it looks like there's activity going on in the sense of fish the gravel is all clean like the eagle river has a bunch of moss and Mm -hmm. and the 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 rocks when you're walking around are pretty sort of uniform color and you recognize the fact that that nothing's going on well when they get all cleaned off and you see a bunch of especially paired up fish that they're spawning so you want to stay away from those fish um, because they're really vulnerable at that time of the year Um, and what happens is they get pretty territorial so you could throw a bait in that area you'll catch them but now you've kind of stressed them out and gotten them into a situation where they're doing what they need to do naturally. Mm. And um, so the best thing to do is go around, either fish above them, fish below them, but stay away from that area so that you let them do their thing. Normally, in a normal year where we have plenty of flows and it's been cold, that process would have been done by now, so you wouldn't have to worry about it. It normally starts early October and is done maybe middle of November, but it sounds like it slid a little bit this year. Right, right. Um, but I think the best thing to do, like you said, ice fishing or whatever, yeah. is we got to hire somebody that knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I can wander around with a, you know, with an auger, auger. and sort of yeah. Send me out front with a yeah, spud bar. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scott, just step out there. Yeah, I'll, yeah, just put a rope around your waist and see how it goes. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want me leading the big lures. <laughs> And then just what about private water? No one, if you're on public, private, do you have to worry about that? Yeah, much? you have to worry about that a little bit. So Colorado is interesting in the sense that um, we don't have, like a lot of states, if you can get to the high water mark, then it's public, mm-hmm. um, like Montana and Wyoming and other places. If you get into a situation where you're in the actual water, it's public. But Colorado, you're still on private land underneath the water. So there may be segments of let's say the colorado for example where we where we float a lot there'll be sections where as long as we don't put an oar on the bottom or an anchor we can float through but as soon as we walk somewhere we've got to make sure we're on public land and there's maps and things relating to that and it's generally pretty well marked so folks especially this time of year if you're thinking about going out and fishing for example there's 50 miles of the arkansas river that's public and it's really well marked along highway 50 for example so this time of year, that could be a great resource for somebody that's looking to try it out for the first time. 
you can go. The flows are really good. It's generally beautiful spots all the way from Leadville, mm-hmm. all the way down to Buena Vista, down to Salida, and into Pueblo, really. The Arkansas right. River, that whole resource is going to be pretty ice-free mm-hmm. and in pretty good shape right now, and it could fish really well. All right. Once again, thanks to Brett Elkman with Vail Valley Anglers. And, Kevin, hey, man, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with more Sportsman of Colorado right after this. Keep moving ahead with savings on Goodyear tires during D&D Tires Limited Time Savings Event. Don't miss your chance to save $50 when you buy four qualifying tires for your vehicle. Plus, get up to an additional $200 back by online or mail-in rebate when you use your Goodyear credit card on your complete purchase. Hurry, these limited time savings from Goodyear won't last. Subject to credit approval, terms and conditions apply. See store associate for details. Offer valid from November 24th to December 1st. Stop by D&D Tire today. Three locations to serve you, two in Aurora, one in Parker. Check them out, ddtireservice.com. Hey, Dan, you know our jobs are pretty different. I'm a baseball announcer, you're an attorney, and a talk show host. Yeah, but we do have something in common. Really? What's that? Our favorite car dealer, Len Lyle Chevrolet. Yeah, definitely not your typical dealership. That's so true, Jack. No high-pressure sales tactics. They respect your time. And when you have two jobs, that's important. You know, I'd recommend Len Lyle Chevrolet to anyone. And with their low overhead, that means lower lower prices. prices. Yeah, we really do have something in common. Len Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay the lead. Chevy, find new roads. For over eight years, you've been hearing me talk about Phoenix Weaponry in Berthard. Hey, this is Scott Watley, your host of Sportsman of Colorado, here once again to tell you why Phoenix Weaponry should be your choice to build your new custom firearm. Phoenix Weaponry is a custom firearms manufacturer. With a combined experience of over 45 years, the Phoenix family can master even the most unique idea. Phoenix Weaponry manufactures of precision custom parts for ARs and builds custom precision rifles, as well as a full line of pistol, shotgun, and rifle suppressors. Whether you're an experienced connoisseur or a new enthusiast, let Phoenix Weaponry build you a dream rifle or a range blaster. Phoenix Weaponry is your one-stop shop for all of your firearm needs. Owner Aaron Casey says our attention to detail and one-on-one customer service sets us apart from our competition. Do it yourself or complete bills at Phoenix Weaponry. They're there to help you build your dream gun. Call them today, 720-340-2496. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. 720-340-2496 or check them out at phoenixweaponry.com. Hi, this is Chris Kane with 303roofer.com. If you're looking to put on a new roof because of hail, give us a call at 303-390-1382 will give you a cash price, which means you'll most likely get to keep some of your insurance money instead of giving it to us. It's your money, we know that, and we'll price the work accordingly. So give us a call today, 303-390-1382, or go to our website, 303roofer.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Just a couple more minutes here, but I wanted to mention real quick Green Mountain Guns, our friends over there in Lakewood, 3355 South Yarrow Street. Their numbers 303-985-7240. Got a truckload of ammo in, so I wanted to tell you about some of their specials real quick. 
They've got the uh, CCI Blazer Brass 9mm, 115 grain full metal jackets in. And these are by the case for sure. And uh, you got the Federal Brass 9mm, 115 grain full metal jacket. Uh, Federal XM 193556-55 grain. Uh, also some Federal 223-55 grain. They've got the CCI Blazer Brass 40 Smith & Wesson 180 grain. Uh, Federal 45 ACP in the 230 grain. And the Federal 380, which has been hard to find, 95 grain. And then also some more 380 by CCI and the Blazer Brass. Um, again, that is 95 grain. All those are by the case. And with every case bought, you get one entry to win a $50 gift card giveaway. So when you go in the store, let them know you heard about this on Sportsman of Colorado. And uh, you can see Jake or Jared or any of the guys there and just let them know you heard this on the show. But if you're looking for handgun ammo, this is the place. And of course, uh, like I say, some 223 and 556 in there as well. But they've got a lot of ammo in. They've got a lot of great buys going on with their consignments um, as far as shotguns, pistols, rifles, everything. So if you hadn't been by Green Mountain Guns in a while, again, it's at 3355 South Yarrow Street in Lakewood. And the number is 303-985-7240. And um, I was listening to John Rush coming in today. And I know John has been thanking all the uh, listeners and sponsors and all that. And we certainly want to do that as well. And we certainly want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. And thanks to all of our listeners for Haystack Help, which you can hear Monday through Friday, noon to 1, right here on KLZ 560. And, of course, Sportsman of Colorado. And also, if you haven't heard, I've still found some people that didn't know, the International Sportsman's Expo is not January 6th through the 9th. It has moved to March 24th through the 27th. And we will be getting some tickets for that. You'll be hearing more about that in the future, and we'll be giving those away. So once again, thanks to all of you for joining us today. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Merry Christmas. And hope everyone has a great, safe Christmas season. And we'll talk to you after the first of the year for our next show as well. So, again, Merry Christmas. Have fun with your families and be careful. Expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.